everybody all over the world if you are looking to get your voice heard on the midgard musings podcast you have the option to call in leave a voicemail and be featured on the podcast so all you have to do is to whatever country that you're in you need to dial one to reach the united states area code 615-671-9832 is the hotline number just call in leave your voicemail there and i will review it and i would love to feature your message here on a future midgard musings podcast episode really excited to feature this opportunity on this platform so again that number is 615-671-9832 it is a local united states domestic number so if you are outside of the country and you need to reach the u.s dial one uh for the u.s 615-671-9832 go ahead and call into the podcast leave your message there I am looking forward to hearing from you. Thank you so very much for supporting what I do here on the Random Heathen Ramblings podcast on Midgard Musings. Hey, everybody. Do you guys enjoy what I do here on the podcast? And do you enjoy listening and watching to what I do on YouTube as well? Maybe you're trying to think of a way to help support these projects and and content that I release, well, I'm going to give you one idea to think about, and that is Patreon. I'm not sure if you realize it, but Midgard Musings is available to become a patron uh, to on Patreon. So go to patreon.com slash Midgard Musings, and you can help support what I do here on the podcast and across my other social media platforms for just as little as a dollar a month if you so choose, right? So if everybody who's listening and watching what I do pledge just one dollar a month, That would help tremendously. There are other tier levels of support that you can choose on Patreon. So head over to patreon.com slash Midgard Musings and see what fits you over there. As always, thank you so much for your support. Let's get back to the podcast. All right, everybody, hail and welcome back to another episode of Random Heathen Ramblings. My name's Jesse, and I am the host here on Midgard Musings Podcast, broadcasted all over Midgard, all over the world, wherever you're listening from. Hail and thank you so much for joining me yet again on our next episode. Some more ramblings going on here today. Before we get into that, I want to always ask my listeners and supporters across the globe, to uh, check out the podcast footnotes for the Linktree link that I share. I've got stuff all over the place. Uh, please subscribe to Midgard Musings on YouTube. Follow me on Twitter, You know, fo- uh, whatever. It's like the Facebook page, right? You can like, follow, and stuff like that on Facebook. Um, and favorite the podcasts. You know, wherever you're listening f- from, however you're listening to the podcast. I know a lot of folks are listening to me on um Spotify and Apple Podcasts, those seem to be the two leading authorities of the podcast listening uh, group or audience out there. So wherever you're listening and however you're listening, be sure to engage with uh, the content there. Favorite the podcast. Make sure you uh, let me know what you think. And if you want to call in to the Midgard Musings podcast, you can do so as well, just like you heard in the intro there before i've got a hotline set up you can call 615-671-9832 and leave me a message and your voice can be heard here on the midgard musings podcast and you can be part of my random heathen ramblings you can also send me a voice message with a limit of a one minute duration through the anchor app so if you go to anchor.fm slash midgard musings you can send me a voice message uh, if you've downloaded the Anchor app to your mobile device, you've also got the opportunity to send me a voice message there. So if you want to just say hi, ask a question, offer your feedback, whatever it is that you want to do or like to do, I would love to hear from you. So you can call me again at 615-671-9832. Leave me a voicemail and be featured on the podcast or send me a voice message 
through the Anchor app or the anchor.fm slash Midgard Musings in any web browser. If you're calling into the hotline standard, you know, rate supply, you know, the bit, if you're calling domestically, it's not going to cost you much of anything more than just a standard phone call. And if you're calling internationally, you got to deal with all that jargon. So what are we doing this week on our random heathen ramblings? Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to be doing our Hava Mall stanza later on in the show, as we always do here. Hope you guys are enjoying that and hope you are finding there, uh, you know, that 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 little bit of information or that little bit of insight useful um, or enjoyable, enjoyable, mostly. You know, I want you all to enjoy what we do here. Um, but before we get into, you know, some of the like the, the randomness or the, or the random ramblings, um, I'm, I'm going to be adding something to future podcasts um, as sort of like a, a promo slot for this because I, I was contacted um, by this uh, this fella through Facebook. Um, and I wanted to put something out here for all my listeners to think about engaging this fella who has got a really neat thing that he's um, trying to, to get going on. So his name is Aaron Baker. So Aaron, if you're listening – Big shout out to you. And um, he was wanting to to get permission, <laughs> as it were, to to post some information to either the the Midgard Musings Facebook page or uh, on various comments on the YouTube channel. Um, but what he says, he says, "Hi, my name is Aaron Baker," or he says, "Hail, my name is Aaron Baker," and probably like many of you, I am a heathen. Well, Aaron, you are right, because I am a heathen. Most of my listening audience is heathen as well, listening and viewing audience, whether it be on the YouTube channel or Facebook or here on the podcast. So, yes, you are correct. He goes on to say, I am endeavoring to compile a book on the unverified personal gnosis or UPG accounts of other modern Norse pagans such as himself. The hope is that these accounts will give a reference point on how to uh, better connect with the gods and goddesses. Um, and then he shares his contact information. He says, if you feel like sharing your story, please contact me via email. And that email is modernupg at gmail.com. And I am absolutely thrilled to hear from Aaron about this. So, you know, of course, I'm like, Aaron, feel free. Anything you see or want to comment on with your contact information, you know, go right ahead. And I asked him, I said, you know, is it okay if I mention your information in future, uh, excuse me, future podcasts? To which Aaron responded, yeah, absolutely would love that. Um, and so what he's done, I guess, is he's, you know, uh, basically I, uh, set, set this specific thing aside to collect people's information. Um, again, in, in the interest of compiling a sort of, uh, uh, I don't know, book as he called it on, on UPG. Now I've talked about UPG in you YouTube videos. Um, there's various YouTube videos where I talk about the value that UPG brings to heathenry. Um, and I've actually, you know, talked about this uh, as, as a guest on other podcasts, on other channels, uh, mentioned it in posts across various social media um, accounts uh, or, or platforms, I should say. I've got the one you know, account for various platforms. But I've mentioned the where I feel the, the value or the use of UPG lies. Um, I'm all for it. I'm all for knowing or learning about UPG. I think it helps build traditions. Um, where I kind of draw the line with it is don't get in a position where you try to pass off UPG as fact. You know, don't go out here and say, well, this is the way, you know, such and such was done, or this is the this is the method and this is how, you know. Things were, were done in ancient times based off of your own experience. You know, if I have a personal experience that I 
feel connected me to the sacred. If I have a personal experience that makes me feel like I was uh, connecting in a spiritual way or in a religious way or in any sort of, you know, non-physical, metaphysical, whatever you want to call it, way, um, that is my personal experience. Um, and yours is yours and hers is hers and his is his and theirs are theirs, right? But it's not fact. It's not, you know, you, you, you can't pass that off as fact. Now, we get into the, we get into the, uh, you know, uh, a caveat of, well, how much of what we know as documented in historical text stemmed from UPG at the time? Maybe they didn't call it UPG. Maybe they didn't have a name for it, just like they didn't have a name for this religious practice of venerating um, Odin and Thor and Freyr and, you know, all these other uh, deities and, and, and sacred figures of our uh, pantheons. They didn't have a name for it. They didn't call it paganism. They didn't call it heathenry. It just that's what you did. Um, those names came later on because they had, you know, and, and so and we have names nowadays to label or identify or help identify um, these practices. But so how much of that, how much of all that was UPG at the time that turned into tradition, that turned into a regionally based tradition, so on and so forth. So there's that caveat. There's that argument that you can potentially raise. So I have no problem uh, with Aaron Baker reaching out to the pagan or heathen communities uh, across the globe asking for individual insights or individual stories to help build a storybook or help or help build a compilation of UPG accounts from other pagans in the world, other Norse pagans, other Germanic pagans and stuff. So I applaud you, Aaron Baker, and thank you so much for reaching out. There will be other uh, sort of like promo slots here on this podcast going forward because I want people to be um, involved with this. I think it's a great gesture that uh aaron baker is 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 offering here so again that email address is modern upg at gmail.com okay it's going to be in the footnotes of the podcast if you missed it please head up to the footnotes to check it out or as our friends in canada would say check it out (laughs) um and yeah um i really love what he's you know thinking about I'm looking forward to maybe seeing uh, some of your UPG published out there. You know, really neat, really neat stuff. So thank you, Aaron, for writing into Midgard Musings on Facebook and um, inquiring about that sort of thing. I think it's awesome. And I think every one of you are awesome for for, uh, continuing to support what I do here. You know, I was talking to uh, a colleague at work today. And um, what we were talking about is or was pertaining to things that don't really encompass heathenry at all. My colleague at work is not a pagan. Um, matter of fact, he is the 180-degree difference of, of a pagan. He's Christian, um, but a solid, solid dude. Um, reliable. Um, I work side by side, as it were, uh, with this individual, and um, got no complaints. You know, I say that I say that as a nod to uh, if anybody here is a fan of old western movies, Clint Eastwood, the outlaw Josie Wales, right? Um, that young that young fella, uh, forget his name, young fella that that. Uh, got shot in a skirmish. Skirmishes are, are, are fights or brawls or altercations that you can that you can sometimes uh, find yourself in. A skirmish is a, uh, is, a, is, a, is, a is a kind of dicey situation. So this young fella you know um, in, in, in Josie Wales, Clint Eastwood plays the role of Josie Wales in the movie The Outlaw Josie Wales. This young fella, uh, and, and, and Josie Wales, they're in, in, in this skirmish with, uh, with uh, the Union soldiers and uh, the, uh, the Confederacy, you know, because this all took place during and around the, the Civil War time frame. 
And um, during that skirmish, yeah, during that altercation, all during that eruption of gunfire and stuff, uh, the young fella receives a gunshot wound, and he's injured. And Josie Wells ends up finding this young man in his care for a short period of time. And as the young man uh, sits, you know, lies there and is uh, trying to recover from his wounds, you know, Josie Wells is doing the Josie Wells thing, and he's. He's, you know, he's hardened due to the war, and he's and he's callous, you know, and in true Clint Eastwood fashion, he's um, taking care of the fella, but he's uh, doing so in a, uh, you know, sort of a, you know, I don't know the right word to put it, in a very dranger sort of way. Anyway, um, I don't want to call it a spoiler alert because the movie's been out since like the 70s or whatever, so if you haven't seen it, you're missing out, but the young fella dies, and... Josie Wells sends him off in his way um, to ensure that the young man receives a proper burial um, and to and to and to put his remains to rest in an honorable sort of way. So he, you know, secures the man to a horse um, and and sends him back to the Union camp. But he has a, he has a little bit of a line. He he says a piece uh, about this this young fella. You know, um, and he says something along the lines of, you know, uh, I rode with him, got no complaints. Uh, you, you would do yourself a service to YouTube or, or, or just Google search the line from the outlaw Josie Wales. Got no complaints. I'm sure if you just get on your YouTube browser, <laughs> which is not a thing, <laughs> get on your Google browser and search YouTube, do whatever it is that you do. Um, the outlaw Josie Wales got no complaints. You'll 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 hear the line that I'm talking about. It's a great line in the movie. That that movie is riddled with great uh, lines and great dialogue. Um, but that's it. You know, rode with him, got no complaints. You know, solid. Um, so with Eric, my 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 colleague at work, you know, work with him, got no complaints. Never mind the fact that he that he may be, you know. Uh, uh, of a, of, a, of a differing faith you know he's christian i'm pagan who cares work with him got no complaints solid guy anyway back to the to the story or back to the topic um him and i have been getting um communicated to from uh, our our uh, people who work on the account that we support uh we work in an it industry and uh, some of the folks that we interact with and deal with are are feeling the the, the, the stresses of modern life and especially in a modern world where a pandemic presides. I say presides in a loose loose term, but you know, this this pandemic is over our heads almost everywhere you turn, everything we do, everything we want to think about doing. It's like, well, is you know, is this place open? Do you know what's the capacity? We, you know, the mask thing, this whole thing, that and the other. And um, you know, it, it's it's this is our world now, folks. You know, this is where we are. This is what we're doing. And um, you know, we were talking, and uh, you know, some folks are really feeling the mental stress and the mental strain of life. I think due to this, and I and I think it's hitting the younger folks more than anything. I think it's hitting a younger generation more than anything, or, or more than the older folks. And I have a I have a theory. As to why that is, and it's probably something that can be, uh, you know, a feeling that can be shared or compared across the board, right? But um, the younger crowd, you know, the younger generation, you know, this is it's their time, man. Get out there, hang out with your friends, go places, do things. And the world has not been able to do those sorts of things now for almost a year. You know, we're coming up now into March here soon. When this whole pandemic thing hit, and we're still in this state of affairs, you know, and people are still feeling those, those, uh, those things, and it's and it's and it's affecting them upstairs. You know what I mean? It's it's hitting nerves that may not have been hit before because they haven't been conditioned for it. They haven't gone through hardships in their life yet. They're just they're in the primes of their lives. You know what I'm saying? 
anybody out here listening right now, if you're if you're if you're under the age of 30, you know, and you're out here dealing with this pandemic thing and you can't go to the movies, you can't hang out at the mall, you can't go to concerts, you can't go to bars, you can't hang out with your friends, you know, feel it, man. I feel your pain. I understand the frustration. I understand the struggle that you're kind of going through. Um, and it hits everybody in different ways. You know, not one person is going to feel the same thing as the next. Everybody has different coping mechanisms. Some people have taken or adopted uh, different methods of coping with it that are maybe not as healthy as others. You know, and people need help. People need an ear to lean on, a shoulder to lean on, maybe an ear to talk to you know and sometimes that's all it takes sometimes there's more to it than that sometimes there's an extra need sometimes there's more things that are going on that you know it's like you know what like i appreciate the thought i appreciate you wanting to talk to me but i I need more than that it's not doing it for me you know you can talk to me all you want i can you know talk to you all i want and it's i still feel the same way um, get the help you need, you know? And I say that like I know something, but I don't. And I'm not a professional, and we're not professionals here, at least in the, in the capacity that my, myself and my colleague, um, you know, we're, we're professionals in our industry. That industry is IT. It's not mental health. And if the colleagues that you work with and if, and if your supervisors, if your leaders can't fill a void that you need filled, you know, ask. I don't – you know, there, there's help out there. There's so many venues that you can tap into. There's so many resources out there. You don't have to go through it alone. You don't have to feel that you're just trapped in your own thoughts, you know. A lot of people, I think, get um, absorbed in their daily routines that they forget what it's like to not have a routine, right? Because we're, we're, you know, it's wake up, log in, work, log off, and then you don't go anywhere. You don't do anything. There's no, there's no external extracurricular activities like you used to be able to do, and it's, and it's really starting, I think, hit home for a lot of people. Um. I just I just want everybody that's listening to know, man, like if you're struggling with that, if you're if you're really battling your own thoughts, if you're stuck in your own head, there's a way out. You first have to f- to realize and identify the fact that you're stuck. You know, you can't fix a problem unless you first identify the problem. And to please don't take this as a way of me trying to, you know, not validate anybody's feelings, right? Because I I know my own ways and I know the way I can come across sometimes is that it's, it's a bit callous and it's a bit, you know, um, well, you don't understand because you don't feel it. You don't, you, you know, you can't possibly understand what I'm going through because you don't go through it yourself, you know, and that's a fair assessment. You know, I can't possibly understand what someone's going through when they're feeling, um, you know, uh, the, the, the things that, you know, PTSD, anxiety, depression, that sort of thing. I may not particularly experience those things on a regular basis. You know, I can't, I, mean, I can't sympathize with you, but I can empathize with you. And I, and I know in my heart of hearts that change lies with us. If we want to see something different, if we want to see a movement uh, take place, then that the first step lies with us. We have to take that first step, as hard as it may be, as scary as it may be, as difficult as it may be. We have to take that first step. You are not alone. You know, you do matter. You are worthy, and tomorrow wouldn't be the same without you. And I'm quoting Matthew Petrie at Odin's Beard Woodworking, who says this almost daily. If not actually daily. When I say almost, I mean I think he says it daily, um, sometimes multiple times a day. But anybody that knows me knows that I support what Matt does at Odin's Beard Woodworking and what he does with uh, his his Facebook group, Airs Embrace. 
Um, I've done a video with Matt on the YouTube channel. You guys can go and you can look for uh, YouTube on Midgard Musings and find the man behind the beard and see what I'm talking about and what Matt is talking about. You know, He's a big advocate and a, and a, and a, and a wonderful presence in the heathen community for you know, recognizing um, those types of struggles because he lives through that. He knows because he is there. He understands, you know, but I, I, I empathize with everybody and I realize, you know, the struggles that, that people are facing and how hard it may be. But please, you know, don't 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 go through it alone, man. You know, if you can't talk to to anybody, you know. Hey, folks, sorry about that interruption there. I got cut off because I got onto rambling so much that I realized that I was getting cut off due to a time constraint, time limit. Um, but so anyways, what I was saying is, uh, you know, you may feel like you're alone. You may feel like you got nobody to talk to. And if you do feel that way, if you feel like you're just, you know, uh, an island on your own, you know, you're not. Um, Midgard Musings, TN at gmail.com okay i'm putting that out there it's 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 a you know my inbox you're welcome to write in um some people don't like to have their voices heard um and i maybe don't uh or i haven't actually you know talked about this on the podcast enough but if you want to have your voice heard or your thoughts heard and you're too shy or, or you're too um you know you just don't want to talk you don't want to talk you don't want to call the hotline you don't want to send a voice message I'd love to hear your voice, but if you don't want to and you want your thoughts to be heard, I will happily read your thoughts here on the podcast. MidgardMusingsTN at gmail.com. Even if you want to remain anonymous, hi, my name is, please don't mention my name, whatever you want to say, write in. And I'm happy to read this out here on the podcast. That's what this is hopefully going to help uh, provide uh, a voice, you know, and, and, and not only that, but when you. When you write in, I say provide a voice, I mean provide a platform for your voice. You know, if you don't maybe uh, want to have your face or your voice or your, or your thoughts blasted on social media, um, a lot of people feel that way. Um, but you can remain anonymous. You can remain anonymous here on the Random Heathen Ramblings podcast on Midgard Musings by just emailing MidgardMusingsTN at gmail.com. And I will gladly read your thoughts and keep you anonymous if, if, if you so choose, you know. Um, maybe that will help. Maybe that will help folks that are feeling what I'm describing uh, in the pagan and heathen communities abroad, you know, sort of have an outlet and a way to express what they're feeling. So um, we're going to take a short break. I was talking about, you know, Matthew Petrie. That was the intent uh, was to sort of segue into uh, a, a a break of the podcast and, and hear some other things before I come back and talk about other things. Um, but I did. I got cut off. I got into some really heartfelt discussion. So anyways, we're going to take a short break um, to hear some other things before we get into some other ramblings. Uh, so take a moment, check out everything that uh, you hear about coming up, and we will resume the podcast here in just a moment. Is your heathen or pagan altar or sacred space missing that special something? Well, I have got the solution to a problem like that. Go check out odinsbeardwoodworking.com. Okay, that's odinsbeardwoodworking.com. Matthew Petrie over here does amazing carvings, hand-carved wooden god poles, pocket altars. He also does rune sets. Um, wonderful, wonderful work. I have... A few of his pieces that accentuate my heathen altar um, and he also will do uh, custom commissions he'll do rune sets around the full moon of every month really really awesome quality and it's a small business guys small heathen run business so what better way can you do for the community than by supporting local small businesses so again go check out odinsbeardwoodworking.com you can find him on facebook that's facebook.com slash ob Woodworking. So go ahead and check them out. Don't forget to tell Matt that Jesse sent you. 
Thanks for listening. Let's get back to the podcast. Unique, one-of-a-kind, silver, pagan, heathen, and occult designs only at Maccabay. There are various Mjolnirs listed on two different Etsy shops. I'll be providing those links for you here in just a moment. And they also do custom work. And like I said, they have various pagan, occult, and other heathen-inspired religious jewelry designs. Um, And specific custom work uh, requests are welcome. You can follow Maccabay on Instagram, which is at Maccabay Designs. That's M-A-K-A-B-E-T Designs, or on Facebook at Maccabay. Now, to find them on Etsy, you'll go to etsy.com slash shop slash Maccabay Designs. That's M-A-K-A-B-E-T Designs uh, for all the socially acceptable designs. And then for more of the fun occult and adult type designs, you can go to etsy.com slash shop slash macabre hammer. That's M-A-C-A-B-R-E hammer. Check them out today and let us know what you think. Hey, everybody. Did you know that Midgard Musings has apparel for both men and women and even children, children and infants? Not going to lie. It's pretty cool. Uh, Midgard Musings apparel is available on Teespring. Teespring offers awesome quality uh, merchandise. I own one myself. I actually bought my own merchandise. You got T-shirts. You've got hoodies, um, you know, bathing suits uh, and all other kinds of things, too, not just apparel. Um, Cell phone cases, tote bags, masks, right, because of this whole pandemic thing. So if you go and search for Midgard Musings Teespring in your web browser, you will find a link to the Midgard Musings store. Pay attention now because the URL is a bit wacky. It is midgard-musings-store.myteespring.co. All right, but it's easier if you were to just go to Google and search for Midgard Musings Teespring Apparel. Um, take a look and see what you got. Like I said, we've got sweatshirts, t-shirts, tank tops, hoodies, phone cases, tote bags, onesies for infants, coffee mugs, um, all kinds of neat stuff. So head on over to Teespring. Find your Midgard Musings Apparel over there. It does help support the channel monetarily so take a look and see if there's anything over there that you like we've got all kinds of sizes and colors for men women children and even infants so the holidays are coming up and these make great gifts for your loved ones so go ahead and check out big garden musings apparel on teespring and let us know what you think thanks All right, welcome back, everybody, to the random heathen, ra- <laughs> random heathen, <laughs> random heathen ramblings podcast here on Midgard Musings. Thanks for uh, sticking with me this thus far, this far, thus far. You know, for for the length of time that you have, thanks for sticking around. Um, uh, so, uh, one of the uh, one of the things that I actually wanted to talk about. On this podcast, already took up, you know, a good 30-some-odd minutes with other things, other important things. But that's just kind of how the – that's that's just kind of how the podcast tends to go sometimes. Um, but now I want to get into some, some other things that were really on my mind um, based off of a uh, post that I saw on a heathen um, – heathen slash pagan – forum is on facebook and i wanted to kind of share my thoughts on something with regards to this and invite you all to share your own thoughts on it as well so um earlier today i saw a post um and it was a post uh about fenrir 
So for anyone that's maybe new to Heathenry or doesn't know who I'm talking about, you know, Fenrir is the the wolf who is very um, has a very pivotal role in Ragnarok in the lore. You know, he is the slayer of Odin. Um, he is the one of the offspring of Loki, and um, the, the the story, uh, or the, you know, the, the the mythology behind Fenrir is is an is an amazing story. Um, should you so d- decide to go read it, um, but essentially, the uh, the wolf uh, comes to the Aesir, and um, the Aesir fear that Fenrir will become so large and uncontrollable that they uh, decide they should bind him. And uh, Fenrir and Tyr um, are, are quite often... Uh, there, there's a correlation, there's a connection between the wolf and Tyr um, in the lore. Tyr is the one who has one arm, one hand. Um, and the reason why Tyr has one hand is because he sacrifices it into Fenrir's mouth when Fenrir is being bound. Um, because there are so many things that the gods try to use to bind Fenrir. Ropes, chains, various things throughout the lore that, or in, in the stories that you hear about that just, you know, Fenrir is too strong uh, for them to be bound. Um, and so finally, the, the gods have the right materials, the right things to be able to bind Fenrir, but um, as a, as a uh, sort of a, a, a gesture of Goodwill, uh, Fenrir says, "I'm not going to try. And, I'm not going to let you bind me um, without first uh, having some sort of, uh, you know, recompense. If 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 I'm being bound, because I'm going to break through all these chains. I'm going to break through anything that you put me. But if I can, I'm going to take something from you um, as as sort of payment. So none of the gods are willing to." Uh, sort of, you know, be that scapegoat, be that, be that sacrifice, as it were. And Tyr is the god in the lore that steps forward and says, "I'll do it." And he puts his hand in the mouth of the wolf, and so when the wolf is being bound, um, in the process, uh, Fenrir tries to escape, and the more he struggles, the tighter and stronger the bounds and the chains that he is bound by become. So once Fenrir realizes that he has been bested, he snaps down his jaws and takes the hand of Tyr. Um, so there's the background. You can read the lore, you can find the story, you can learn more about it. But um, the, the, the post that I'm talking about in this in this pagan slash heathen um, Facebook group that I uh, sort of lurk in. <laughs> I don't post there that much. I just sort of like listen and watch and see what's going on. Uh, it was a post by a member who says, I adore Fenrir. And they posted an image or they adore the image of Fenrir. And what is it? What it is, is an image of a large wolf that is sort of walking and, and, and its body is, is blended in with the sky. And it looks just like an, this enormous being. Uh, and, and the original poster says, I adore this image of Fenrir son of Loki, his story is heartbreaking. Poor Beast was treated like a monster. He only wants to be understood. And they add a smiley face. No, it's not, not a smiley face, but a sad face emoji. A sad crying emoji. So I'm looking through these comments, um, which aren't that great. Uh, there's not a lot of comments on this post, but a lot of them are, yes, I agree, same here. Um... You know, and uh, and and so on and so forth. Well, one of the things that really stood out to me in this post um, was that Fenrir is a god. Um, and so I'm going to read just some comments. I'm going to I'm going to leave names and stuff out of it. Um, the, the, this, the comment that I'm talking about where, where, where somebody says Fenrir is a god, 
started with somebody saying, I love to believe Tyr spent time with him. To which, so that comment came from somebody beyond the original post or the, or the OP, as we will call them. So the OP replied and says, I hoped I get to meet him in the afterlife. I picture riding his back and running with my hair blowing behind me through Asgard. LOL. Well, I can only dream. Um, <laughs> so let me just read the thread that comes from this. So that was the comment from the OP. We get a response. It says, I doubt he's doing much running, being chained up, sadly. But he's one of the gods I work with the most. So we can dream. Another person responds and said, he was the aggressive breed that needed the proper master to train him. Tyr was exactly that. But who knows if he would have ever been stopped. Or sorry, but who knows if he would have ever stopped growing. It remains an unanswered question. When he was finally restrained, his growth was stopped with the magical binds. Okay. Now here's where the conversation, here's where the thread gets kind of interesting. All right? I hope you guys are tracking this. I hope you guys are staying with me on this one because this is a wild one. We get someone's response that said, Tear or sorry, Fenrir was most certainly not a god. Uh, to which the person on this thread who posted that comment says, uh, he most certainly is. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Okay, I don't know what the heck that's supposed to rep, you know, mean or whatever, but anyway. Next comment. Just had a long chat about this, and Fenrir could be a demigod. Would be like saying the Midgard Serpent is a god, but hell... Okay, one of the other offspring of Loki is a human is humanish in appearance. So she is a goddess. All right, I'm gonna stop with this thread because it it gets more interesting if you look through the thread of the of the original post. Um But let's start with, with what was originally said. I love to believe Tyr spend time with him. Do we know in the lore through the mythology, you know, was Tyr the caretaker of Fenrir. It's assumed and it's, you know, implied. Um, sure, why not? Um, but then we got this 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 person who's like, I hope they, I get to meet him in the afterlife. I picture riding his back. It almost, you know what? To me, it's like, what do you, what do you like? You know, what do you think you are? Uh, uh, what is this? The never-ending story? You know, that you're on the on the back of, of Falcor, the Luck Dragon, and you're just gonna be like skating through Asgard and and, and through the, uh, the through the cosmos. Riding on the back of Fenrir. Have you read the lore? Do you know what Fenrir is about? Fenrir is the eater of world. He he he, he kills Odin. He is the he's pivotal in Ragnarok. For the gods' sake, right? He 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 ain't gonna be riding around in the sky and in, in in anywhere, right? Um, and you're not gonna be riding his back, as much as you may like to think. Like that's absurd, and I'm sorry to crush this person's dreams but that is absolutely absurd okay next we got this person who says that Fenrir was most certainly not a god to which I agree and the response to that is he is most certainly a god thank you for coming to my TED talk um pump the brakes alright so pump the ba- pump the brakes there big guy with the, the with this whole enamoration of uh, of, of, of Fenrir Okay. At one point in any of the stories, does Fenrir or any of the offspring of Loki get referenced to as a, a god? Is Jormungandr a god? No. Is Fenrir a god? Is Nidong, which is not one of the offspring of Loki, but Nidong, the the dragon, uh, a god? Arguably, there's there's a comment here that says that. Um, Hell is humanish in, in appearance, so she is a goddess. Um, I've done a video. I've done actually a deity discussion video on my YouTube channel, which I may revisit at some point about the the essence of hell, uh, the figure, not the place, uh, but hell as as a daughter of Loki, as a as a presider over Helheim. Um, but hell is Jotun. Hell is a force of chaos. Hell is a hell is a 
an element or an, or an agent of entropy um, along with with, uh, with 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 Fenrir and Jormungandr okay these are not gods these are not the the gods because when you talk about the gods right when you talk about these sacred figures you're talking about figures who are um are, are are all about order the you know forces like Jormungandr and and Fenrir and uh I don't know Nidong and and such these are agents of entropy these are these are figures these are monsters they 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 seek to destroy the order that the gods endeavor to uphold whether it be the Aesir gods or whether it be the Vanir gods, these are gods that are seeking order. Now, one could potentially argue that the fact that, well, the Aesir are war gods. Look at Odin. Look at the maniacal, diabolical nature of the Allfather. Look at Thor. Look at his hot temper. Look at his destructive nature. Look at the way he, 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 he battles all the time. Um, and then so on and so forth. And But you, you've got to understand like the dynamic that we're talking about here when it comes to the sacred and when it comes to the gods. These are uh, figures uh, in our lore that, that represent order. Fenrir is chaos. Jormungandr is chaos. Nidong is chaos. These, these I, I, I say it sort of jokingly, but in that I'm, I'm semi-serious as, ah, oh, here we go with the Rokatru types, you know, the, the, the folks that come out and that, that want to enamor um, and, and, Give give some sort of praise to these agents of entropy, these enemies of the uh, enemies of the gods, you know. And so somebody says they had a long talk about Fenrir being a demigod. What the heck is even that? Fenrir is a monster. Fenrir is the is is a an offspring of Loki who, um, depending on who you talk to, uh, in heathenry, is a uh, is is Neithing himself. Um, there's there's a lot of different opinions about Loki, which I'm not going to get into in this particular podcast. Maybe in the next one. Maybe in the next episode. You never know. Um, <laughs> but they're all like, oh, you know, he's so Fenrir. He's just, you know, he's uh, he's 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 treated like a monster. Only wants to be understood. Like I don't think so because he's he's a freaking wolf. Like, what is there to be misunderstood about it? Number one. Number two. He's he's positioned in the lore to destroy the Aesir. He's he's part of Loki's army that, that is released at Ragnarok to um, destroy the order that the gods have sought to, to, to establish. Now, that's personal opinion. That's me just sharing my own thoughts about this uh, when it comes to, you know, Fenrir when it comes to this post um the rest of the post goes on to you know have people saying you know that uh you know th th that they sort of uh relate to the attitude the the the, the, the uh you know behavior of the wolf but again i i am of the opinion that fenrir and jormungandr and the and the the offspring of Loki specifically, um, these are not gods. They, they do not seek to create order. They seek to destroy order. And if you understand a heathen worldview, and if you understand, if you learn more about that, and if you and you step away from the mythology and the, and, and and the stories of it all, you can, I guess, and hopefully begin to absorb and understand why these figures existed in the lore. Right, because it was all about maintaining a structure in society and maintaining order, and that there were things that existed outside of society, outside of the community, that sought to destroy order. And there was this constant balance, checks and balances that were in place. Right. So, um, went a bit of, went on a bit of a rant with that one. Certainly rambled on a bit. I'm anxious to hear your thoughts. So again, if you are so inclined and you want to talk about it, if you want to rap about it, feel free to do so by either sending me a voice message through the Anchor app, 
anchor.fm slash Midgard Musings on your web browser. You've got one minute limit to send me voice messages. And if you want to talk a little bit more about it and you want to leave me a voicemail, you can call the Midgard Musings hotline at 615-671-9832. Going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to delve into today's random stanza from the Hovamal and see what we have to learn from that. So thank you all for listening thus far. We are almost done with today's episode of Random Heathen Ramblings. Thank you so much for sticking around, and we'll be right back. All right, and welcome back. I said, all right. It's like Matthew McConaughey, 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 whatever you say. All right, all right, all right. So here we are um, wrapping up the <laughs> Random Heathen Ramblings podcast, and we have got a stanza to discuss. This is going to be stanza 15 of the Hovamol. So if you're new to the podcast and you don't know what the heck I'm talking about, in, uh, the Hovamal is a poem contained in the Codex Regius, um, the original text of what is recognized largely by many heathens across the globe as a uh, one of the primary sources uh, for reference to our heathen practices, our religion, uh, the Poetic Edda. It is not a historical reference to the way things were done, but it contains a lot of wisdom, a lot of poems, a lot of things that are helpful in your heathen practice. So the Poetic Edda, definitely uh, something that should be added to the library of, of any aspiring heathen or, or person looking to learn more about the, you know, heathen ways, sort of, so to speak. But the, the, uh, the Hovamal is a poem within the Poetic Edda, means meanings of the high one, sayings of the high, or sayings of the high one. Sayings of the High One. It's largely recognized as you know practical wisdom um, for the people, um, and, and and a lot of folks like to reference that it's uh, words of Odin. So, um, in in the random heathen random heathen ramblings, I'll get it out eventually. Episodes here on Midgard Musings. I will pick a random stanza from the Havamal, read it from various translations, and then discuss. The, the thoughts or the meanings behind it. So um, today's stanza is 15, stanza 15 of the Havamal. Um, the, the translations that I'll be reading from are going to be the Hollander translation, Thorpe, um, the Thorpe translation, the Terry translation, uh, Bellows, Bray, and Jackson Crawford. Uh, so let's start with the Hollander translation. Which says, again, this is stanza 15 of the Hovamal. All in the translation says, Let us all be sparing in words and bold in battle. Glad and wholesome the hero be till comes his dying day. Uh, the Thorpe translation, Tacitum and prudent and in war daring should a king's children be. Joyous and liberal, every one should be until the hour of his death. Auden and Taylor reads, Silences becomes the son of a prince. Be silent but brave in battle. It befits a man to be merry and glad until the day of his death. Uh, let's go with Bellows next. The son of a king shall be silent and wise and bold in battle as well. Bravely and gladly a man shall go till the day of his death has come. The Bray translation reads, silent and thoughtful and bold in strife, the prince's bairn should be. Joyous and generous, let each man show him until he shall suffer death. And then I always wrap it up with the Jackson Crawford translation. This is from the Wanderer's Havamal, by the way. A noble man should be silent 
thoughtful, and bold in battle. But every man should also be cheerful and happy till the inevitable day of death. So, out of all the various translations, there seems to be a pretty common theme. Um, you know, they're basically, you know, if you look at the first two lines of the stanza, uh, they're basically saying that, you know, a king's son or a chieftain's son or a prince's son, anybody who is important in the community, right, should be silent or sparing in words, um, as well as being attentive or wise. The important individual here uh, should also be brave or dranger or daring in battle. And and we see this theme carry throughout the Hovamol in various stanzas because there are a fair number of sayings, stanzas, that basically support this idea of, you know, shut up and listen. Pay attention to your surroundings and don't say a whole lot. You know, little to say, much to observe, um, this whole thing. So this particular stanza, stanza 15, certainly reinforces you know that message and uh, especially when you look at you know the the culture and, and and stuff at the time the king's son any nobility any you know person of importance at the time it is well uh it is well for them it goes well for them to be silent and attentive because it means that they are listening and they are absorbing they're sort of sizing up things and um serving as a set of eyes and ears for perhaps a higher authority. So for in, in this particular instance, we're hearing about the chieftain's son, the king's son, the prince's, this, that. They're not the ultimate authority, but they represent the ultimate authority um, in the societal structure at the time. Right? So it's wise for those types to not say a whole lot because they need to bring back things to the, the leading authority. Being silent in this sort of way is much better than being too obnoxious or over the top and, and, and making any sort of loud, boisterous, attention-grabbing gestures, right? Um, and I think we see this a lot of times in, in modern culture as well because we, 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 we all know those types that see, you know, maybe it's not a king, maybe it's not a, a, a leader in the community, but somebody who is well-respected, right? And their kids are just so, like, you know they're so obnoxious they're so overly they're just they're they're extra right kids these days they call well, you're extra you're being extra well we know those types and it's an embarrassment to not only themselves when they behave that way but to their family and to that you know to those who they come from and being that sort of problem is a negative thing it, it reflects negatively and it, and it shines negative, a negative light on that family. So to serve a positive purpose, it is best in those cases to just sit down, shut up, listen, observe, watch, learn, you know. Now, if you look at the next couple of lines uh, of the stanza, um, when you want to talk about just men in general, not necessarily, per, you know, per people of importance, whether it be king's son or that sort of thing um it really just it, it's good advice for 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 anybody you know if you know look at hollander's translation because it doesn't necessarily even mention a king's son right the hollander translation let us all be sparing in words and bold in battle glad and wholesome the hero be till comes his dying day you know these lines suggest that everybody, regardless of your societal view, regardless of how important you may or may not be, or, or your parents, or your or your the ones of, uh, uh, over you, maybe your, your guardians, that sort of thing, regardless of how important they may be perceived in society, it lies on all of us to be merry and glad until the day of our death, or 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 when things end for us. So so basically, our whole lives, you know. If we look at everything around this stanza, it suggests that we should be patient, to be quiet, to listen, and to learn. You can learn much from being silent. You can't hear things being told to you if your jaw is always jabbering, right? 
you're loose at the jaw and you're listening to yourself talk too many times that that that's so much of what goes on nowadays is people like to hear themselves talk you know be brave and daring in battle against the hardships of life ladies and gentlemen boys and girls we talked about this earlier in the podcast i brought it up you know this is there there's there's new and and, and wild hardships that are, are facing people these days now I, I say new in a relative sense you know it, challenges that we're not used to but there's really nothing new you know the hardships of our ancestors the things that the people before us have gone through you know this is like kindergarten you know this is like this is like if you already knew how to do trigonometry and somebody's asking you to find the square root of five or something i you know like i don't know like it's you know add two plus two well you already know how to find pi or whatever you know like you're, you're so far advanced at this point in your life that this right here what we're going through in this 21st century in 2021 since march of 2020 last year seems like nothing it's all relative but be brave and be daring and meet the hardships of your life with a poise and position of wanting to achieve greatness. That is what I would like to take away from this stanza. You know, be silent, listen, be bold, and be brave. Don't always feel like you have to have the answer, you know, but learn and observe and, and capture the things around you that are that are going to help you take on these hardships and these challenges, you know? If you can be glad and generous all the days of your life, regardless of what challenges that face you, you know? Regardless of a pandemic, regardless of a restaurant shutting down or a venue shutting down or whatever, if you can find gladness and positivity it's there it may be hard to see and it may be hard to find but sometimes you may just have to sit down be quiet and listen it's out there it is there for you you know it's not going to be easy i mean man it ain't going to be easy because a lot of us that have gone through some crap in our lives people that have really gone through some really crazy stuff i'm not talking about a you know being on lockdown for almost a year and not being able to get out of your house or do the things that you like to do i'm talking about real life stuff right your friends are doing things that that they 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 overdose they 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 get in fights they they get shot and they get killed they 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 end their own lives they all these crazy things man that that are just horrible things that can happen you're still here. If you're listening to this, you're still here. You made it through a rough patch of your life, and, and, and you're looking back, and you're going, well, how do I get further from this? Where do I go from here? You know? Sometimes you just got to sit down. Sometimes you got to listen. You know? It's not about always fixing the problem. It's about learning what the problem is and using that to, to, to help um, grow. We're not all problem fixers. We're not all in a position to fix the problem as much as we may, we may want to be, right? Um, but anyway, that is my assessment of stanza 15 of the Havamal. I think it's a timely and fitting stanza for today's episode of Random Heathen Ramblings. I hope you all enjoyed it. Today's a bit of a longer one, uh, which I don't apologize for, but I hope that the length of today's podcast has been useful and entertaining and beneficial for you. So if you did like it, please, on whatever platform you're listening to, engage in that sort of way. Um, you know, you can favorite the podcast. You can share them around with, with people that you know that listen to podcasts. Always be sure to check the podcast uh, show notes. The Linktree link that's posted there is going to contain all of the uh, Midgard Musings links, you know, so the Patreon, the the YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, 
my merchandise, everything that you've heard thus far in this podcast about ways that you can support what I do here. You know, I don't make any monetary gain from from spending an hour talking to to people. That's not what I do this for. I do it to to uh, to to help and to learn myself and to hopefully hopefully uh, share my knowledge and, and in a sort of fun way, right? Random heathen ramblings. We're not out here just you know what? It's 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 education time. It's school time. You know, put your pencils down. It's it's time to none of that. It's fun, right? And I hope you all had fun. So if you did, consider supporting the podcast in any way that you deem appropriate. It's all in the Linktree links that you can find in the uh, uh, show notes of the podcast. Until we meet again, you all stay safe. Hail, thank you so much, and may your hearth fires continue to always burn bright.